You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome to After the Show, episode 18 for Sunday, May the 18th. Today we're going to be looking at National Treasure 2. I don't believe it is called National Treasure 2. Just National Treasure Book of Secrets. And this is a DVD slash Blu-ray release. It's coming out on Tuesday, May the 20th, so that's this Tuesday. Uh, It's from our friends at Disney. And here's Sid Talk with the uh, synopsis after she's drank her coffee. She's drinking some coffee, I can see. Hey, I told you not to start, but you (laughs) just insisted. So I'll just do my own thing. Until I am introduced. I'll drink my tea. I'll drink my tea while you do the synopsis. Sid talk. The synopsis is... uh, Ben Gates is back. Mr. Treasure Hunter from National Treasure 1. (laughs) Was that what it's called? (laughs) (laughs) Just National Treasure. National Treasure. Uh, And this time his great-great-grandfather's name has been smeared. They are saying that he was part of the conspiracy to kill President Lincoln... And he was in pursuit, or someone was in pursuit of some big, massive city of gold. Is this a true story? I think so. I think it's all, the whole thing is based on fact, 100%. <laughs> and um, basically, the story has to be that he has to clear his great-grandfather's name. And in doing so, he takes his mother, his father, his chick, his friend, etc. Onto adventures untold around the country. A world, world. It's basically a big adventure like Indiana Jones. It's a scavenger hunt from clue to clue. Like Indiana Jones. Don't compare it to Indiana Jones. I mean, well, I can't say that because Indiana Jones has some of the same sort of... Teasiness. Limpness, yeah, occasionally. But there's a difference, you see. It's that intangible. Okay, so let's uh, start with the movie then. The actual movie itself. I was quite a big fan of uh, the original National Treasure. I thought it was fun. It wasn't necessarily the best piece of filmmaking you've ever seen in your life. But it was a good popcorn flick. This one, mm. I'm less enthused. <laughs> I like the first one better. Uh, yes, definitely. And I'm not sure why, 100%. I think... I don't know. I think I found... As as watch, watching it, there were a lot of really bad movie-making moments. Do you know what I mean? It felt like um, they were just phoning it in. Yes, exactly. And it was really indulgent. Like, you're, you're watching Nicolas Cage do his sort of... Mm, yeah, you the, know? <laughs> like the, what, what he does he in does. every movie, the um, flip-out. Yeah. The Cage flip-out. Yeah, like they it. were... He all... does it more than once in this movie. A couple of times. But yeah, there was just something about it that felt... Kind of it boring. Didn't match up I to actually the got a little bored, and you know, this is something I'm finding more recently. I guess I used to give movies a lot more benefit of the doubt. Are you sure that's just coffee I'm drinking? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but now I'm getting a little more hardcore. I'm more like, you know what? No, this is actually boring. We see a lot of movies, don't we? Now chases more. are boring, and fight scenes are boring, and if they're not done in a way that really, do you know, one of the things that struck me about this movie it was a funny thought that went into my head was do you know the end I won't give anything away but you know the location they're in <laughs> like it matters you know the location they're in for the last scenes yes involving water etc yes I felt to myself 
oh, here's the big sound stage that they build for the finale, like every other movie, like Tomb Raider. Like this, it's always in like a yeah. smallish looking. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It, it's, it seems Very like it, it seems like it's the norm in these kind of movies to have it all come to a head in a very small space where it's easy to you film. Give me some something. more examples of that. Uh, yeah, both Tomb Raider movies. Both? Oh, yeah. Indiana Jones. Mm. No, they don't all. The second one did. Okay, well, come on. Uh, just, that, just you know, it, it felt like... Well, you're saying all these movies, so... Well, what, what, I was think, what I was feeling was like, oh, here's the place with the polystyrene bricks that fall down and the, you know... Yeah. It felt like that. Like, it's very contained and it's very... It's obviously not a real Brookheimer, place. kind of like... You know what I think of Brookheimer movies now? I'm a, I'm a little over it, I think, and I hate that phrase, but I am actually kind of like... If I see Brookheimer on another movie, it doesn't mean I'm going to be excited. It means I'm going to go, okay, you know, prove well, it to me. I mean, he's yeah, good. I know he's good. I mean, well, it's not actually to do with him, is it? Right? Transformers? He's, well, he's a, Michael Bay. Yeah, but he produced it. Yeah. I mean, he paid for it. Basically, that's what he does. And he comes and tells everybody what to do. So I can give him the benefit of the doubt. Coyote Sometimes. Ugly. Exactly. His, <laughs> his judgment is in serious question over the years. So... What it feels like to me, right? He's like the equivalent. This could give me some hate mail, of like a McDonald's in the real world. He, he kind of looks a bit like Ronald the Clown. He will take. <laughs> he, he takes like it's like everything's cookie cut out. He's got a formula. He's got the exact yes. flow and ebb, and he's got the look of everything, and he's got it all cookie cuttered out. Because I know, like he's got a he's got a template right somewhere in his mind or somewhere written on down. Right, and he just plugs in stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he just plugs everything in, and then they go and manufacture it, and they well, spit it out. Let and me... he, people think, sorry, but people think he knows what everybody wants. What he does is make stuff, and then tries to make everybody think they want to watch it and like it. Well, yeah, I was saying, uh, another Bruckheimer film, Con Air, which I really like. A totally different film to National Treasure, but it's not. Exactly. It actually is the similar movie. <laughs> exactly. Similar in, like you say, construction. Mm-hmm. All comes to a head in a place and blah, blah, blah. It's, and it's, a very, it's got a very specific little Cage rhythm to it. In both of them. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he was different then than he is now. There's something tainted about so, him now for some reason. Like, this isn't a bad movie. It's well made, as in it... Oh, no. No. Don't say special effects are good, because I'm no, telling you right not, now... No, not, because there's polystyrene rocks all over the place. Not only and... that, there were a few shimmery people. You know how last week we were talking about mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and Not people... quite as bad as that, though. Not as bad as that, but you know what? And I've mentioned this already to you, but earlier in the week, at, I stumbled across a movie called The Devil Doll from 1936, and I'm telling you, the special effects now, this shrunken human who is posing as like a doll kind of person, and someone's holding her in their hand in a basket and whatever... Looked as good. I know it was black and white, but it looked as good as some of those weird instances, even in this movie now. And it was so weird because well, we there was one point where there were some people and some water, and the people had that weird uh, shimmery look, like they I know didn't what you quite mean. belong. Like when when you see wrong. like an amateur doing green screen, like when on YouTube or something. Yes, exactly. And it looks like they're not. Yeah, the edges there's, isn't there's right. Something wrong, isn't there? Yeah, and they're not grounded, you know, like some video game characters that you say they don't feel like they have a like a like a weight to them, and that's how they they're kind of like floaty there for. And it was like a split second. Yeah, well, but what I'm saying is this movie was 
well made as in you could tell it cost money to make sure. and it's not it's not a horrible looking movie but it's a good example of money doesn't make it good no where it suffers it looks fine there's nice locations i do like that they expanded it out into the world is rather than just the states because we have to explain that it goes to paris yeah. england and Paris and England, that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Paris, no, Rushmore. But Paris, England and the States, right? Yeah. Instead of just the States. So that was interesting. But it's not like we really go to England, we go to the palace and that's it. And it's all inside, well, except for one you, bus You go place. to the American uh, vision <laughs> of Europe, right? The yeah. Eiffel Tower and... Totally. Totally. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower was also in Devil Doll. Really? Just so you know. Okay. This. The Devil Doll. So, I'm not saying it's a bad movie... But the first one is so much better than this one. Yeah, and it's, they not, do try and it's not good either. Well, it's they just... try and continue the characters, but I don't think you even need to have seen the first one to... Oh, no, totally. Not at all, really. No, not but there at are all. some bit nods to it, which you're supposed to get if you've watched them both. Mm. Mainly about the... What's he called? The geeky guy. His character. Riley. The fact that he'd written... Gone after the first one, gone and written a book about. Yeah, it. but they they explain that people come up to him and say, "Are you the treasure hunter Ben Gates?" And he says, "No, I'm the." the and they go, "Oh, you're the assistant." To and that, so you know, you know what I'm saying. And it's very cheeky, and I think, in my opinion, it's not great, is it? Really? No, it isn't. <laughs> you're thinking about it right now, like yeah. it's just hitting you. Like what I'm thinking is because they talk a little bit in the extra, saying we're starting a brand new franchise, we're starting a whole new set of adventure movies. And there's just something that doesn't... Well, I can't explain why it seems forced to me. Well, this might be it. One thing, and we will talk about the extras later, but this is something we should bring up. <laughs> that the director said, we knew we was making a sequel, we had the date it had to be out on, and that's all we had. Yep. Nothing else. No we script. We had to go in and write that while we were... Yeah. In fact, they were writing it while they were sat on a rock... While everybody was there ready to film it. I think that happens a lot, though. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's not fair to it, it say that. It did seem rush uh, I think that part of my problem is a lot of the flippant dialogue. Even though it's... Com- it, would you classify this as a comedy? Comedy adventure? Yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's a not comedy. that funny. And it's not that adventurous. Historical adventure. <laughs> okay. um, um, it's not... It's not... When John Voight was saying it's a really smart thing, it isn't necessarily smart. No. Well, I mean, if you're like a scholar things of history together, and yeah. people mention things like the assassination of, you know, Lincoln. Yeah, and but it's not necessarily And then let's mention the thing of the the book, the movie is the secret book, right? Well, the secret book, book is supposedly. Of yeah, book of secrets. Uh, I don't look at the cover. I just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be this like book. Like a scrapbook that's put together by every president with their own secrets that they add to it and pass it down from each other to each other so and it, they hide it in their own special place, right? Fair enough. I, I can I can suspend my belief. I've heard of that before. I mean, it is a, uh, like a... Belief. What do you call it? Like a um, urban myth. It is one of those things. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's urban myth, but I know what you I mean. I mean, they didn't make it up. Here's my question. We've had presidents who have been assassinated... If that president hid the book somewhere and told no one where it was at, oh, they, they tell, then that would be it. They tell their um, no, they don't tell chief anybody. Of, chief of bodyguard. According to this movie, nobody else knows except for now Ben Gate, you know, Nicholas Cage. But <laughs> so that you know, the 
I can't be too picky, but my problem that happens to me when I get a little bored, I start picking things apart. Well, this this movie no. is wide open to be picked apart because yeah. sometimes you're watching it and you're going, huh? Uh, like, okay, I'll just get over that part. Like, you even said. Well, yeah, everything good. seems a little bit convenient. Oh my God. Okay, yeah. so here's, my, here's the scene. We're driving along in a car with a priceless artifact. The bad guys are chasing us to steal the artifact. And we're in London. So our hero, Nicolas Cage, holds up the artifact into the car windscreen, speeds through a speed camera, so the camera takes a shot of him holding it, and then tells his friend in the back seat to hack into the police database so he can see the picture of it. Just like... Like, immediately. <laughs> like... And then he does. And then he does, yeah, and says, here's the photograph of it, and then... Not only that, but think not. about before that... Cracking in and uh, getting into the palace. Yeah. Security. Yeah. Really easily. And, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, using a Motorola Razor cell phone with its shitty little digital camera <laughs> to take a photograph of a priceless artifact oh and then God. show it to somebody and then be able to see everything in close up detail. And print it out. And yeah, like and a big 8x10. And it's 10. obviously a 320 by 240 <laughs> image. I actually thought that. I'm like, man, I'm jealous because my picture, yeah, my does, camera takes shitty it, pictures. Why doesn't my Motorola phone have a 10 megapixel camera <laughs> attached to it? But you know. Yeah, we're being picky because. There's a lot of odd stuff. Yeah, in there. because you know what? I've just figured it out. This will be my new thing for other movies that are questionable. There's a balance, right? If there's more good and interesting and intriguing and fun and cleverness than there is bad and shitty and boring and like loopholes, then you're okay. You know, the good outweighs the bad. Another thing. If the bad starts weighing out the good stuff, yeah, then which it's like, did in ah, this one. Oh, another thing that boggles my mind is they're in Paris, in broad daylight. They've got a remote-controlled helicopter that's, <laughs> that's like as big as what? Like it's big, big, pretty it's big. It's about a yard long. And they're flying it right up to the Statue of Liberty in Paris, like flying it around. <laughs> and the police only the only authority, the only two police guys on a, on mountain bikes. <laughs> They actually are just concerned about them making a noise, buzzing around with the helicopter. Not that they could be terrorists with a bomb or anything like that. It's just like... I mean, if you were doing that, that's totally suspicious. Oh, everything they do is like that. But it's like... And they're like, hey, dudes, you're making a buzzing noise. Yeah, because... See, the problem with that is, in a different kind of movie with a different tone, you might buy it. But when you're... When it's loophole after loophole... You just have to... I found myself just, like, enjoying it. But saying to myself, he, the guy sits in a ba- the, uh, another thing is the guy sits in a bathroom stall and sets up his little hacking rig. Yep. In the bathroom stall in about two minutes, and then they're into all the. Somehow security. he affixes some devices to a marble wall. He puts I, a I blackberry onto the wall, doesn't he? With like a black strip of velcro or something. I don't know. But <laughs> again. But he's got his little see, office in the, in the I toilet. remember in the first one, I didn't see the first one with you the first time I went to the theater and saw it, but then... Um, cause we, you did, like, we, we did review it. You like... Um, what are they called? You know when somebody breaks into something? And, heist movies. Yeah, you like heist. So They're you like the Declaration of Independence thing. I really like Where it showed in a little more detail and a little more, you know... Actually, I mean, the, break in, the, break, the scene where they stole the Declaration of Independence in the first movie... It was very similar to the scene in Mission Impossible I liked where he, mm-hmm. 
It was it was tense. It was exciting. Inappropriate. There was none tense. of that in this. No, there wasn't. And I mean, I think even when they had to get into the into Buckingham Palace, it wasn't very exciting. How about when they got into the Oval Office? Yeah, it wasn't very <laughs> I mean, they exciting. didn't break into that one. No, I mean breaking it. If if they would have broken after hours, it would have been more interesting and exciting, possibly. You know, going in through a skylight or. But oh, it was just. You don't want to do that. Again. It was just hey, hello, it, oh. The girlfriend. Uh, she's the guy who she can, can let be, us into the she's Oval Office. She's completely dating that guy. Well, but she's not. But not. He just has a crush on her. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It's all convenient. convenient. All of it. So, I felt myself thinking that all the time. This is a bit too convenient, especially the, you know, the artifacts. So, overall... It's a hard one. It's hard to recommend... I find it below average. Okay? I actually say if you like the for first... For three reasons. Number one, they phoned in. The only performances that I truly liked, we'll get to the people in a minute, Helen Mira and John Voight together. And then the Riley guy was okay on different instances. Pretty funny. But Nick Cage, come on. He was just being like... I don't even know. Well, like, no. The, Nicholas, do you remember that movie we saw a couple of... Well, f- six months ago, maybe. Next. With Nicholas Cage. Yes. That was a worse movie. Yes. But that had the advantage of having Jessica Biel in it. It was kind What's of... that advantage? She Whatever. was... You actually Whatever. liked her in it, but I think that was because she was the only thing that was good in it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. But what I mean is Cage does these, like, cookie-cutter Cage roles, and then he does something interesting. Like The Weatherman. Yes, definitely like, very good. Or Matchstick Men. And then he'll do some shitty things like this, and then he'll go back, and, and you'll think, oh, yeah, that's why I like Nicolas Cage, not because of this. But, you know, you know what to expect when he does one of these roles. So I just thought, well, yeah, he did all right. Mm, yeah, but some of it was pretty flat. But there again, we're going off. We're going off. Um, the movie in general, what I was saying was, it's hard to recommend. If you're a fan of the first one, it's hard to recommend, because it's actually not as good. I'd say watch Correct. the first one again, like, you know? yeah. But if you really did like the first one, not for at any least, kind of snotty reasons. At least you reasons, get the characters again. If you're just kind of basically liked it, then you're going to like it. You oh, know? you'll like it, yeah, because it's well, adventure. Let me get back to my three reasons for thinking it's below average. One, performances. Kind of, you know, mostly, mostly the dialogue a yeah. lot of times really irritated me. And the bad uh, special effects. A lot. Uh, there were several. Yep. So, overall, that's... It's hard to recommend, but it's not actually a badly made movie. No. But it's very typical of what you would see in the multiplex nowadays. Typical. It could be entertaining, and I don't think it's a bad one if you grab both of them and just watch them, like, I on a Saturday and, night or something. I always try and see something good in stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And this isn't... It's not... Say it isn't so. No, it No, isn't. it's not. It's not. Um, so... Moving on to, I just want to say that this movie earned two awards. Oh, yeah. Worst Actor for Nicolas Cage and Worst Supporting Actor for John Voight in the Razzie Awards last year. So, that's all. Like I said. (laughs) Okay, so moving on to the cast. Nicolas Cage as Ben Gates. Not not Bill Gates, Ben Gates. Um, Like we just said. It's a bit of a flat line for me. I, I like I love Nicolas Cage. To be, I, I, know. I like his quirkiness. I like him, but this is just generic Nicolas. I think Cage. you just put your finger on it. 
there might have used to be a quirkiness to him, but it's not there anymore because he just is what he is now. Because you expect him to flip out and do his thing. Yeah, he's what become that's become a standard, and it's not quirky anymore. It is what so, it is. If you really want to see a good Nicolas Cage film, I'll uh, I'll recommend you Wild at Heart, my favorite one of all, which is a David Lynch movie, The Weatherman. And Matchstick Man. Weatherman's fantastic. I just watched it again. And Matchstick Man. All those three. Yeah. Best three. Oh, Conair, if you want some action. Conair's stupid, but fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I also must pay a mention Le- to. Leaving Las Vegas. I've got, yeah, Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oscar winning. So I've got to mention his uh, terrible hair in this movie. In fact. <laughs> in fact Is that he his had, hair? He actually had terrible hair in Next as well, if you remember. Yes. So in the last two movies he's done, his hair is... Now this hair, this Nicolas Cage, this National Treasure it's hair. It's Nicolas Cage hair friend. Yeah, because it's not. <laughs> it's, it's obvious he's wearing a toupee. It's so, just stunt double. So what's really strange about this hair, to me, is it's kind of like a bowl cut, isn't it? Like a... It's got side... It's a center parting and it kind of comes down long. Yeah. Uh, and then here, there's like nothing at yeah, exactly. all. Like, That's no what side. I said. It's just like it you know was shaved. Well, I have to explain this because people can't see this. <laughs> no. So uh, at the side of your head, where your sideburns come, which would go into your beard, there's absolutely nothing. It's just straight. Like well, it's like the early '90s. You even had it where the kids shave up the sides. Yeah, of the head. that's it's what it like, looked, It's that. Yeah, but he isn't in the early '90s, so. Yeah, but I'm saying that's what it is. He's shaved right there, way I, up high. Because there's nothing growing. His hairline is receding naturally, really bad, and you can't see me, but I'm holding my hair way up on my forehead <laughs> to demonstrate. And what happens when you unnaturally put hair there, even though you know a man's face me. is sort of. You're aging naturally, right? He's aging, his hair is receding, and yet, I believe someone in this house told me he had some something done to his Plugs. hair. So it doesn't look right. Well, what I say to you... And Nic- I'm not, I don't care. I'm what I saying. say to you, Nicholas, is you look perfectly fine going thin. Because I've seen you in movies where you're going thin. See, I'm talking to him like he's listening. <laughs> um, we know he is. I think you look perfectly fine. Just leave it alone, man. It just looks weird. Like, it's like Michael Jackson yeah, when he does weird Yeah, when shit something like that, when it's not part of the character or anything, is distracting you. Yeah, That's and it was right. in Next as well, because as soon as Next came on, I said to you, what the hell is he doing with his hair? It's yeah, so but weird. Yeah, in that movie, it was good. In that movie, it was good that his hair was funny, because at least it took your mind off what was going on. Because <laughs> that was a bad movie. Now, Next was a bad movie. National Treasure 2 is a work of art compared Oh, my. Well, it is. Yeah, next is pretty... So, moving on, Nicholas, just leave that hair alone. Just Please, yeah. Take the plugs out or whatever they are. Age um, and just get on with it. Because you look fine. John Voight doesn't make men's meat about being old, and neither does Jack Nicholson or anybody else. So just get over it. Just do it, man. Do it. Men's uh, meat. <laughs> what does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> men's meat. <laughs> Justin Bather as Riley Poole. Cheeky sidekick, would you yeah, call him? Yeah, perfect, yeah. Kind of reminds me of the guy we were talking about this morning from the Apple Ads. Cheeky sidekick for Bruce Willis in Die Hard 4. Yeah, but I actually like this guy better. But, I mean, I'm talking about the character. You know, yeah. geeky, can do anything with a computer. Always has a one, uh, the one-liner thing. Yeah. Which is it's the same character, nose. pretty much. Yeah. But he was alright. I mean, I think he does He's a kind fine of job of it. Uh, I wasn't. Uh-huh. I wasn't over enthused by him. I know I wasn't in the first one either, though. Could have done without him. But um, he's not bad. It's just I don't really like the nerd 
like geeky the formula. Character. It's a formula. Yeah, it's, it's a, formula. a formula, isn't it? It's totally like Kevin Smith in um, Die Hard for the guy in the basement who's a hacker in the mother's basement. Yeah. That's another formula. Or in the core, the hacker who was hacking into the system with the hot pockets in the. Yep, from we the mother's thought, basement. That was just on TV. What a horrible. There, there is a horrible movie. Okay, moving on to <clears throat> Diane Kruger as Abigail Chase. She's uh, Helen Hunt's daughter, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> she just has a ring of Helen Hunt to me. But um, she's beautiful. she's blonde? Beautiful, would you say? Is every blonde Helen Hunt to you? Well, she is, particularly. I don't know what it is. She just looks Helen Hunt when she was younger. I like her. I think that she does a fine job. I'm neutral, and I'm neutral, but a little bit above average. I'm glad her. she was back in it, because yes. I kind of liked her in the first one. Yeah. She fits with them well. You know? Yeah, she's not like... There is no... That's one good non-formulaic thing. There's no damsel in distress, really. There's she's, no... No, she's... I while mean, she's attractive and a blonde, she's actually not... She's not going to be hanging from something and they rescue her. No. That doesn't happen, right? Ugh, you mean like in Spider-Man? Yeah, that kind Stupid of Stupid Mary Jane. So, yeah, she... I wish he would let her fall once and then just be done with it. Splatter her on the sidewalk and, and then... And then get another chick. Or a guy, whatever. Okay, moving on to John Voight, uh, Angelina's father, as the, Patrick Gates. What do you think? What do I think of him? In this movie. Terrible. <laughs> Why? He's just a bad actor in general. He's not, not a I mean, bad he's, actor? What are you no, talking about? He's not a bad actor over in general. He's a bad actor in this movie. I just thought he was not very good. Oh, I just I don't think he was acting. He's just, that was the problem, except... Just talking. When it was him and Helen Mirra. Then Helen Mirren, whatever. Then he, they were really good. Together. I thought they were good together. They felt yes. like a married couple. Every even single they scene, you, you know what I mean. They, that they together. did together. They they both livened up, and yeah. I re- I felt like they probably had some camaraderie but, behind the scenes because they're like the oldest people. Yeah, there they're on the thing. same age range. What, what I was thinking though is scenes with John Voight where he's interacting with Nicolas Cage without Helen Mirren. Those seem just like he was re- just going through the numbers, you know what I mean? Just well, different. he's an aging man, and he was a scientist and stuff like that, so I don't, I don't need him to be was all dramatic. In, and was stuff. he Angelina's father yes. in Tomb Raiders? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, interesting. So he's, he's, he's in with these adventurers. Yeah, well, they pay good money. <laughs> <laughs> but I say the scenes with Helen Miram are but, really good. Funny you mention her, because we're going on to her next. Helen Miram is Professor Emily Appleton. Perfect. She was really good. And she was she, my favorite thing in the whole she movie. She did a, quite a convincing American accent, I thought. Perfect. There were a couple used, times. But I'm really used to her very English accent. Not just in The Queen, but just always. Queen. Um, but yeah, she, it was pretty convincing. Oh, she was my favorite thing in the whole movie. She was good. And she looks good for her age, doesn't she? Yeah. Actually, you How know... How old do you think she is? She's about 60-something. 60 <laughs> 63, 64, maybe. Maybe the age I'm of I'm not sure mother. if she'd find that to be a compliment. And just for, for, for future reference for any other man... Women don't necessarily like that comment. Well, I'm just saying she looks You look good for her age. <laughs> well, you know. She, she Whatever. Looks, she, she's I've even been told that recently. And while I know it's meant sincerely and nicely. She's decent for a 65-year-old. Like, what do you want me to look like? <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, she's my favorite thing in the whole movie. She's not bald in, like, Ben Gates. And if she is, uh, she's handling it better. <laughs> so, uh, next one is the bad guy of the piece. Uh, Ed Harris is Mitch Wilkinson. He plays a good bad guy, but I didn't necessarily it believe just, this one very much. Exactly. It was just Ed Harris being intense a little bit. Yes, yeah, not quite as intense as he was in The Rock. No. But he's aged. He's worked with Cage before that. Correct. Um, but he was he was fine. He, he, you know, you're going to get a quality thing out of him. 
Is it quality or just is what it is? It's good to watch. There is no serious quality in this movie. Let's be honest. Yes, there is. Harvey Keitel. He wasn't quality. He was just being himself. But he was good. No, you like him, so... That made, it was good in there. I'll leave to do some stuff and talk on a phone and just be his own little rough self. You didn't he have to get bad naked. Lieutenant. Didn't have to get naked and lie on the altar <laughs> and do heroin. <laughs> that was called the Bad Lieutenant, and that is an excellent movie. Yeah, if I have to recommend Harvey Keitel films, Bad Lieutenant, which is an Abel Ferreira film, and Reservoir Dogs, of course, mm. brilliant. Oh, oh, even Pulp Fiction. Um. Moving on to the director, John Turtletop. Is that right? Turtletop? Turtletop. Heroes in a Half Shell. Turtle Power! (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) That's good. Um, Whatever. Oh, you know what? What what has he done apart from... These two movies. And you know, I had this... It was really weird. Because as we're watching it, and I'm thinking about the first one, I'm thinking about this one, I'm distracting myself again because I'm bored a little bit. It's a certain car chase scene, I think it was. Or maybe they were escaping from some building, I don't know. And I was thinking to myself, whoever directed this has got that thing in their mind about, like, snap it up, snap it up, let's keep it going, let's keep it moving, let's keep it moving, you he know? He said that a few And times. he did. And then mm. we watched the extras, and he was like, movies are too long. Movies need to be shorter. So we have to cut stuff out. We had a really cool 20-minute scene here, but we cut it out and put in a two-minute scene and yeah. replaced it, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, movies are too long. We need to keep the action going. And I was like... <gasps> That's exactly what I felt. So I guess if that's who he is, let then me he does you, a good job. Let me give you some of his other movies and see what you think. Cool Runnings. That was funny. Now, come on. That was a good one. While You Were Sleeping. Is that Sandra Bullock? Yes. Yeah, it was terrible. It wasn't terrible, but it I, wasn't It was I not to remember who was the man terrible. in it, but Affleck. No. Oh, was it? Mm, possibly. <laughs> anyway. I uh, thought it was a guy from Lies and Videotape. Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. Phenomena. Do, 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 do. <laughs> How many more cultural references <laughs> can we possibly shove in here? Um, the Kid, a.k.a. Disney's The Kid. Oh, yeah. What was that? That was with Bruce Willis, I believe. Where he was himself as a kid came oh, and yeah. met himself. I didn't like that. It was a bit weird. Um, National Treasure. And <laughs> National Treasure 2. <laughs> and... So he's another Disney in my pocket kind of guy. And he's filming a TV series coming up called Harper's Island. He seems alright and everything, but I mean... He seems like a... He needs to do something... Something, like, excellent that is not... like the kid? You know what I think? Oh, we did Three Ninjas as well, a.k.a. Three Ninja Kids. Right. Well, I think it's kind of movies, right? And I could be completely wrong. But you could plug anybody in the director's chair. It may be different on the set, but the end result is going to end up the same. It is a product. I think you're we right. are trying to make money. We've got a release date. We're going to do marketing. We'll put out the mm. posters. We'll put out the DVD. Cha-ching, cha-ching. We're done. Do you think um, the one we watched with The Rock recently where he was a footballer is kind of a similar kind of director? The game plan. Yes. Because we saw a lot on the extras with that guy. And he yes. was kind of like the guy who was like... We just got to get this done. It's a we've got to release it's a product. Day. Ooh, we're going it's for a product. It. Yeah. We are a factory. We're making a movie. We've got the star. We've got the thing. We got the da 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 da. We've got the we're making the studio happy. And of course, all the little sheep out there in the world. We're going to tell them that they think it's funny, and they're going to think it's funny, and they're going to give us money. And now, I'm not against a National Treasure three because it could be a it could get better. 
I mean, the, the franchise is kind of cool. Yeah. But there's only, to there's only so many... Like, I think they pretty much shot the wad in this one by, like, going to Buckingham Palace and going to the Oval Office. Where else is, like... Oh, in the whole world? Do you think there's nothing else? No, I mean, the, the <laughs> Americans. Yeah. The Oval Office is pretty, you know... Iconic. Iconic. Yeah, and, and Buckingham Palace. I mean... Well, that'd be the good move, wouldn't it? Scale it down, give it some more clever, a little less exposition, which is the whole thing of explaining every single thing to us, because of course we didn't pay attention in history class. But, um, I wouldn't be opposed to it either. I wouldn't look forward to it, but but I would watch it out of curiosity. Yeah, because I think it can only get better than the second one. I would not agree if you were to ask me if I wanted to do a National Treasure Marathon. (laughs) No. But I would watch it, not and not with not like the like the Indiana Jones marathon we had the other. I week. was excited. I was excited about. Are that you one. excited about a Dirty Harry marathon? No. But could watching them change? <laughs> do you know? Have you seen them all? First off, I think I've seen most of parts of them. But it could change your mind seeing them again in another. Yeah, I think I would think they're worse. Well, we'll see because I think we're going to do that soon. Great. Okay, so great. Moving on to the extras. Uh, this, <laughs> this is the. Uh, two disc collector's edition if you're a collector you can put this in a frame and put it on your wall perhaps do you get an original copy of the declaration of independence in there no but these are the original dvds were they buried in a cave somewhere and they're all like dirty and dusty <laughs> like yes. these are a national treasure they were found in the vaults disney's vaults <laughs> uh, okay so first we get an audio commentary with john turtle in a half shell and actor john voigt Interesting. You reckon? Yep. Uh, deleted scenes with introductions by Turtle and a Half Shell. The deleted scenes didn't. The deleted that scenes. Um, actually, the deleted scene where Cage was walking across the glass ceiling. I don't see a reason to have cut that out, and it was actually quite fun. I didn't think so. See, I was I glad did. not to see it because I found it to be completely and utterly useless. It was fun. Well. I, I I mean I, I, you are entitled to your opinion. I felt like I was going to bite my nails, like it's going to fall through. You did? Yes. I thought it was just bullshit because I knew it wasn't going to fall through. So. Well, he could have, and then survived, right? Like exactly. So what's where's the tension there? Well, I liked it. So there are some interesting deleted. You would have liked it if oh, you fell in. And let me say there are the deleted scene, the long one mm. is actually better than what was in the movie. I would have just left I agree. that long one in. Explaining one more puzzle that needed yeah. to be solved. So if you want to see. Some deleted scenes that actually should have been left in. This is your movie. This yeah, is your except DVD. for the glass one, because you're the wrong. The glass one was pretty cool. No, you're wrong. Um, and then you've got the treasure reel, outtakes and bloopers. Mm. It's outtakes and bloopers. It's <laughs> yeah. funny. It's funnier than some of the movie, right? Yeah. Um, bloopers, they're very 80s. Yeah. Then we've got Secrets of the Sequel, the book of secrets. Oh, sorry, Secrets of a Sequel, which is... Talking Heads, Bruckenheimer, mm. Cage, all kinds of people talking about why they were making it, what yeah. they wanted, what they wanted to achieve with trials the sequel. and tribulations of making a sequel. It's it's very generic. Funny that nobody mentioned or said that the first one was a phenomenon or that it was hugely successful because it wasn't. So the question was, so why did you? I guess it was moderately successful, but. So we've got the Book of Secrets on location, 
which is a featurette showing you what how they came to film in London and mm. Paris and bits of yeah. You you liked it then? <laughs> Does my yawning give you a clue? Um, we have got street stunts, street stunts creating the London Chase, which shows you how they put the London Chase together. Inside the Library of Congress, which shows how they built the Library of Congress. Underground action, which shows you. I don't want to spoil that part of the movie, but. Yeah, I know. There's some underground action. Um, Crafting the President's Book shows you how the art art team, art directors, put together the book, basically. And and a bit of a. where the director comes to see it being made. Yeah. And to see whether he likes it or not. Um, Evolution of the Golden City showed you how they put the Golden City together. And Knights of the Golden Circle, which is kind of interesting, but it was a bit short. Yeah. It was about... Knights of the Golden Circle? What do you mean? What was it about? It was... I'm just asking you to give the... uh, What it was about. It kind of gives you a historical rundown of... What the Knights of the Golden Circle Yeah, that during the Civil War... I was unaware of this factual thing. Completely unaware of it. That's because you are an American. (laughs) Did you learn about that in there? I've in, learned about not that specifically, no. But yes. I could have, and I wasn't paying attention. The only education you I have is this it, time? not really. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> you, asked, you like mm-hmm. put me on the spot. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I was looking at it, and I was thinking about. Uh, I think I was thinking these extras don't really do much for me because I didn't really care that much about the movie. Now I've had one instance, maybe more than one. Or not really liked the movie, watched the extras, and then liked the movie more and went back to it again, which was Daredevil. Yeah. That after I saw, I mean, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, God. I and it's not great or like anything. It. It's not great at all. I'm not going to sing his praises. I'm just saying I watched the extras, went back to the movie, and then for some reason I was sort of charmed a little more. And this that didn't happen this time. <laughs> and there's... Um, Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. One thing that drives me mad about... Um, DVDs in general, where they say filled with hours and hours of bonus features. They always say that, like, on the back. And then when you total up the running time of the the second disc stuff, it only comes to about 25 minutes. No, you get the commentary. And then, that's what I'm saying, then you add the commentary, and it's 2 hours 25 minutes. (laughs) But I don't find a commentary to be 2 hours of... I mean, I know it is. You're watching the movie again, though. I just see the com nowadays. I see the commentary as just that should be there as standard. Yeah, I agree. it's not really a feature anymore. Like there should always be a commentary, and then other things are the are these extras. But um, I don't think bloopers should be extras anymore. Nor no. deleted scenes. I'm, no. I'm getting very very hardcore. On deleted this. scenes should deleted scenes are also very standard, and they mm-hmm. should just be standard now. Um, so overall, National Treasure two. It's, it's not National Treasure 2, is it? Oh, yeah, it is. It actually is, but it isn't. <laughs> See here, it says National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets on the cover. On the actual titles to the movie, there's no two. Oh. It just says National Treasure, Book of Secrets. That is so that you will go, oh, there's a first one? We better buy both of them. Yes, exactly. Bastards. But I don't actually think it does have two in the title, because it doesn't on IMDb either. No two. So... It's really hard because I don't want to say it's like the worst thing ever, no. and I don't want to say it's the best thing ever. It would I don't be entertaining. Say it's in the middle because it's kind of under the middle. It's a little under. <laughs> so 
I like your hand gestures. It's not yeah. there. It's not up there. It's not a little bit. Ugh. If you like, right? Okay. When <laughs> when you when you start to see this movie, check your check your mind at the door, basically, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, and um, and have a good time. Just have a because I did. I I had to get after the first five. Seconds. The first part was kind of cool. The period part. Yeah, There's a, it yeah, starts but, off with a period part at the beginning. Um, Abraham Lincoln's how it all happens. Yeah, I was sucked in there because it had a you know it had the uh, you know Pirates of the Caribbean. That's another Bruckheimer film, but it had that kind of production value. It felt legitimate or something and then as soon as Nicolas Cage came on then I kind of felt well now I know what to expect because that was kind of a I didn't expect that little beginning part so I don't know there's a few surprises in there there's some fun parts for sure there's some fun parts if you want to hear Cage like do a British accent that's kind of funny oh he was just taking the piss though wasn't he yeah totally yeah ah listen to me but what I'm saying is there's some funny parts in there there's some entertaining parts. There's some exciting parts. It's got everything, but then it so you doesn't can say all, all come the good together. things, and then yeah, it does feels a little empty. Yeah. So try it. Try it. Yeah, that's all. But if you have a choice between seeing National Treasure or Book of Secrets, I'd see the first one because I thought the first one was actually pretty good. Yeah. I was looking forward to seeing this one, but it didn't pull it off for me. So let's hope National Treasure. Three, whatever that is called. Is that takes it back happening? To, takes it back to the roots. Or is it just you wishful plan? It'll happen. It's Brookhammer. He'll, he'll, he will, a um, couple of years, he'll get his wallet out again, won't he? You reckon? Yep. So, that's National Treasure 2. Thanks to Disney for sending us that. Thank um, you, Disney. Moving on to our contest, which is the last week, this one. Uh, you can win one of two copies of The Savages. And the question is... The question is... In what movie does Philip Seymour Hoffman sniff gasoline? And you can send the answer to... AceGully at AceGully.com And in the subject line, you need to put... Podcast, contest, savages. And moving on to... Was that adequate? Yeah, that was fine. Uh, Moving on to uh, games we've been playing. I just want to mention, this will be the last time now. GTA 4. Uh You still play that? All week I've been playing it. <laughs> As if I can't tell. Every time I hear the... Zoom up on the computer. What's that? Whatever that sound is that happens when you turn it on. <laughs> Something happens when you oh, turn it on Oh, you mean the Xbox 360 noise? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've been playing it. I'm on about 84% complete because I said I was uh... going through it. I'm going through it to finish everything, not just the story. I'm five missions away from finishing the story, but I've been holding back on those. I found all the pigeons. I had a day of pigeon hunting this week. Yep. And got them all in one day. Um, I don't really want the story to end, so these five missions could still be there next week. Have you done all your stunt jumps? No. Well, there you go. Pick a day, do the jumps. No, the jumps are very hard, so <laughs> that could take more than a day. You got a very serious look on your face when you said that, like, ugh. So the game's still brilliant. I've tried a little bit of the multiplayer. It was a bit janky. Um, server kept crashing down and stuff. So Aww. maybe that will get fixed by the time I finish the single player and want to actually play the multiplayer properly. Um, the other game we we've you've only 
seen a tiny little bit of this game is a PSP game called Echo Chrome. Do you want to explain what that one is? I've seen it. You played the first two levels of it. Did I? Yes, PSP game, Echo Chrome. Oh, that. <laughs> MC Escher. <laughs> well, they... Well, it is, but it isn't. I mean, it's just line drawings with perspective that you spin in 3D space. And you get different... You can turn the drawing into different angles to where you're, there's a person walking on, like, the... It's one of those kind of like Kind of like beams of a building that are built, you know, like a, like a skyscraper being built. And you've got beams everywhere, right? And if you look at it from different perspective, the beams will intersect from different angles... And it appears that a person could walk from here to there. Well, in this game, it actually will make that so. So even though you look at it from one angle, and there's a big gap between two segments of the beam that the person's walking on, if you spin it in space to where you shift it and it looks like it's all one piece, then that that gap basically disappears and the person does walk across and you have to, then each level gets a little bit more complicated and you have to twist and turn and you fall through holes and you have to spin it in a way that makes you land on the And you're not actually controlling the guy. No, no, the guy just walks back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You're just... You're controlling the hole. Sending him to checkpoints. You're not sending him anywhere. You're just moving the thing and he's walking around. Yeah. So what do you think of it after... I mean, you only play two levels, but what, what... what do you think I think of it could be like? addictive. Do you think it could be really, really difficult? I'm not a fan of the PSP, so... Why? I don't like the shape of it. I think it's it's a little too bulky for me. But what? Ooh. <laughs> I'm not, that's not bad. I'm just saying. And I'm used to being able to touch the screen. <laughs> I wonder why. So when I go to touch it... So your brain was Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo you? basically. Yeah, my only game console <laughs> I have ever owned is a Nintendo DS. Oh, no, I had a Game Boy Advance, didn't I? And a Game Boy Advance DS. Was that what it was? Yeah, the little... No, you didn't, actually. No, you had, I didn't. You had a Game Boy Advance. And then my DS. That's that it. we had modded to have a backlight. Yeah. Because they don't have a backlight. Which was cool. And then you had a DS. So yeah, I never had the had. little square. No, I had one of those. The right. S- SP, that was SP, cool. yeah. Yeah. So, I like it, but I want it on the DS, if you could arrange that. I don't think so. you put it on the DS anytime soon. <laughs> or put it on the PS2 then, so I can play it on the TV. I don't think it'll be going on there. Come on! Um, so, But it's fun. It's really fun. It's very addictive. I think it could gag. That's why I had to give it back to you after two levels, because I work all night, right? So I get home. It's been two hours. It's time to go to sleep. I'm telling you, I need to go to sleep. And you're like, here, play this game. So I, I play, and then I'm like, I can't lay here for actually, three more hours. Actually, it. listen to me. I gave <laughs> you that game as we woke up one day when you was... It was... No, we were going to sleep. No, it, it wasn't. It was actually in the afternoon. Then that's how tired I was. You, I don't remember. And you wasn't <laughs> even at work that day. <laughs> So there we go. I have other things to do. You were like, I, I don't want to play this. No, I wanted other things to do. You just, you're just not a hardcore gamer, you know. That is not true. How many hours have I spent playing Tetris? Yeah, you're a hardcore Tetris. Fan. Yeah, endlessly. So have you, you haven't been playing anything else. You've probably been playing some more um, Zuma. No. Luxor. I keep going. Luxor. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and I've not... Oh, I keep hitting the plateau there. What did I put in this week? Oh, I put in the Chronicles of Narnia Prince Caspian, which I just got for the Xbox 360. But I didn't even press... When it comes up and says press start to play, 
I pressed eject and put GTA back in. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, here's a new game. Should I... I don't want to start this new game because I might get into it and I better go back to GTA. So I've got that game, so I'll be playing that one next week, I guess, when I've finished. It's demo or the game? Full game. I'm not sure what kind of game it is. It's probably one of them where you just press the button. Like Harry Potter? Yeah, probably. But we'll see. I love Narnia, so that's why I picked it up. So we, um, that's probably it for this week, right? Have you got anything? I just want to mention... I made another podcast. Yep, and I want to mention com and... Uh, my podcast is at sidtalk.com. Yeah, That's we... C-I-D-T-A-L-K. And aschoolie.com, and this podcast is available on iTunes Music Store, Zoom Marketplace, RSS Feed, or directly from aschoolie.com's podcast page. You can also subscribe to it on that page. You can email comments to aschoolie.com or sidtalk at sidtalk.com, and... If you got anything else to say, or are we uh, wrapping it up? I think we're wrapping it up. What are we gonna? What are we Unless gonna? Unless you want to see my garage sale shoes on uh, YouTube. What are we gonna be eating? Just after look this up thing? Sid Talk on YouTube. Sid Talk C I D T A L K. We're having lasagna. Oh, with goat oh, cheese. Oh, goat cheese lasagna. Well, you might want to mention this. Uh, yes. Local produce. Yeah. Well, yes. It's not, I don't know how local it is because I don't know where this town is, local. but it's in this state, in our state. Uh, I just wanted to start seeing if I could find things that are made and grown here locally and close by. I don't know why. I just kind of have the urge. I admire people for doing that and not going to work at a factory somewhere. So I found this uh, goat farm online, I guess it is. They make lovely cheese now that we... I ordered a box of samplers and it's really good. The problem is there's a lot of it. So my lovely husband suggested that I make some lasagna to use up like three of the little packets of... And that that, that worked, right? So yeah, it's perfect. I've used quite a bit of it. It was really good. But I, I recommend that. Look around for people who make stuff locally instead of everything from big companies. Yeah, try... <clears throat> Just try it. And try different things. We've been making lots of different foods recently. Yeah. Try. Try all okay. What did we try that was a bit bizarre the other day? I don't know, I made chicken curry. No. That was good. Curry, curry's not bizarre. Curry's bizarre, you mean one of my made-up things? No, I had something and I thought, oh, that was a bit weird. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Probably something I made up. <laughs> you had a steak, though, last Possibly. night. Possibly. Um, so, I just want to say, stay classy, and if you're Nicolas Cage, you could be classier if you didn't fuck around with your hair. <laughs> and I say, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, think for yourself, people. If you don't do it, someone else will come along and do it for you like Jerry Bookheimer. <laughs> <laughs>